Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the DNVR Rapids podcast presented by the homies at Ivaca TV. I'm your host, Mitchell Carroll, a.k.a. Merchel, your head of merchandise, your Rapids guy, the guy behind the Twitter account. It's me, your boy. Happy to be here. We we haven't done a show in like a week. We didn't have a post game. It's weird. I'm happy to be back, and I am joined by just two studs two absolute podcasting studs of course the super producer back in front of the camera it's yaya my guy what's up this is peak male performance right here this, <laughs> this is, is what peak male performance looks like <laughs> this is the the, the ideal male form this is the ideal, pod, this is the ideal bo- podcaster body right now like correct. this is what yes, you need to be correct. an elite podcaster <laughs> And of course, we are joined by my press row neighbor, the guy that sits right next to me. We just, we just, we just dissect the whole game together. Our guy from the Denver Post, Brendan Plone. What's up, dude? Howdy, fellas. How are you guys doing on this fine Thursday evening? Great. Honestly, fantastic. Yeah. We're podcasting, dude. Right? Living the dream. Doesn't get better. Um, we got a nice little show for everybody here tonight. We're going to do some, uh, of course, the uh, rapid season ended on Saturday. So uh, when when that happens, with everyone's season that ended, our, our guy Tommy Scoops, Tom Bogert over at MLSsoccer.com has been um, writing his three questions themes for the offseason. Uh, and so we're going to give our take on those three questions for the offseason. We're also going to look ahead to the uh, Dallas game this weekend, the final home game of the season. But before that, we got to talk about our guy, Yaya's guy, really. If anyone is the Sam, Sammy Vines truther, it's Yaya. Sammy Vines started at uh, left back, left back for the yeah. U.S. men's national team against Japan in a 2 nothing loss, a bad loss. Um, he spent the first half totally hanging out on the back line. Um, and then uh, worked his way up with some nice moments in attack before getting sold out in the second half. Um, Plone, you are as locked in on this U.S. men's national team as any of us. What were your initial thoughts on his performance in that game? Honestly, I kind of thought it was part partially like a tactical letdown from the coaching staff that he was just allowed to sit back and not be his vines back self and really – get forward there in the second half. Yeah. Or in the first half, I'd say, yeah, he had a few turnovers, but he wasn't, I don't think he made that uh, poor of a showing all things considered. Uh, There were far worse out there in that game. Yeah. It was, it was not a good day from the back line at all. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody got booked a couple times. Japan's high press was phenomenal and the U S could not deal with it. And after the game, it was kind of like Berhalter was pretty much, I don't know, even he really brought it down to like nerves and stuff. And it was like, okay, yeah. that I'm not really buying that because yeah, buying everybody's nerves. nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's about what? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think it was that bad. And, no. but national outlets everywhere, apparently he's out of the picture. And I'm like, oh, come on. There's, what 50 something well, Jedi heard it's like that spot's wide open like he should at least be backup if he's not the starter like 
I, I think don't know. The, the biggest thing here is that people are pushing for Joe Scally a lot. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's where a lot of this negative perception comes from, where they have a guy in mind that everybody wants, and it's just not the guy that they want. Yeah. So that's why anybody that gets that position that's not Joe, it's going to be like, well, he's not good enough. He didn't do – and then Joe shows up and doesn't do anything, and it's like, this is our guy. He brought he brought a strong second-half cameo appearance, but he was at right back. Serginho exactly. definitely the second game against Saudi Arabia started – went 90 at left back which to me honestly that was kind of concerning for a a vines fans point of view because you know i think he should should have at least gotten like a 30 minute cameo performance just to see what he could do but uh alas the window is over he all he he can do is just kick butt at royal antwerp and keep on doing what he's doing and you never know i mean it is a long time between now and that opener against Wales. So, you know, anything's possible. Today at practice, I asked Robin what he thought of Sam's performance. And he, he said he was able to watch most of, of the game and he thought he made a good account of himself and has been in really good form. Um, you know, obviously they talk from time to time and he's, he's saying that Sam's, Sam is doing great in Belgium and, you know, I he was kind of like, you know, I just thought he, he didn't say anything about the negativity or anything. He just thought he had a strong Colorado Rapids-like account of himself. So, you know, something to consider moving forward. And then with Ethan yeah. Horvath, yeah, he's another guy who was Colorado yeah, native. I don't, yeah, yeah. You know, who knows, if who he's knows playing, I it. think it's bad news. I'll say that. Right. It's yeah. it's, it's Something e- wrong. either him or Sean Johnson, but yeah. Well, there's, so there's the two things. That, uh, there's two things going against Sammy. One, when he was the most accessible to view, he was playing for the Rapids, right? So so national team fans outside of Colorado didn't watch him here. And now that he's in the pool more regularly, he's playing in Belgium, which is also impossible to watch, right? So you know, you can say he's on the, he's at the top of the table in Belgium and playing 90 every game and, you know, contributing. Uh, but the problem is, is visibility is probably the most important factor for us men's national team, Twitter and fans and everybody to get behind a player. So that, that, that is against him. Um, but if, like I you think- said, if he's staying at the top of that and, and it's still playing nine, like if he's their iron man for Antwerp for this until the world cup, I don't see any way he's not the backup outside back. It just makes the most sense to me. But because, the other thing that really helps out for Sammy Vine. Yeah, he's, Go ahead, he's, he's, sorry, he's he's the only other naturally left footed left back in the pool. But Berhalter was like, Well, we can, you know, use a couple right footed left backs, but that's not natural, you know. So that's that is definitely a, a strong case to make. So sorry. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the just the other biggest thing here, man, is looking don't Base yourself. Just remember who's putting the squad together. Yeah, Berhalter is not the best guy out there to put a squad, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like him and Tata suffer from the same thing. Well, a lot of coaches suffer in the national, but they're afraid of what the media says, and they kind of like bust it down on what they believe because they think everything else is um wrong because the media saying it. Yeah, exactly. the biggest thing. Yeah, so the biggest thing here, I think, with Berhalter 
is that he's going to make a lot of mistakes with his squad, how every team, every national coach team does. Uh, I think one of the biggest ones is Reem not making the squad at center back, captaining a Premier League team. Why is he not on the squad? So kind of take into consideration the guy that's putting the squad together. Yeah, Brooks and not even in the fold at all. Exactly. So it's just you kind of start thinking that maybe this is not against Sammy Vines. Maybe the guy putting the squad together is just not good. Maybe well, he's know, not thinking like he should. You know who <laughs> yeah. is unfortunately whispering in uh, Berhalter's ear? It's none other than uh, Anthony Hudson. He got promoted to a yeah. U.S. assistant last September. Rapids legend Anthony Hudson. Is that <laughs> what we're talking about? Yeah. The man with the plan? Yeah, yeah. You hate America. So when you're looking at this uh, team, is it tough to see guys from your club, the Rapids, playing in the stars and stripes see i want to preface this that i don't hate america i hate the american <laughs> national team very different oh, sorry my bad did i say very different concepts and very different presentations sorry, I, they are. I meant obviously um <laughs> no uh so so when i so when i so it doesn't hurt me i actually cheer for them cool. um it was when uh the gold cup last summer i want to say when Sammy Vines was out there playing against Mexico, I couldn't help but cheer every time we touched the ball. Sure. And I was like, I know that guy. Like, I know who that is. I love yeah. that guy. Yeah. But, like, I don't hate it, especially because I really don't hate the U.S. I love the rivalry between U.S. and Mexico. Sure. It's just there's always that I am American. I'm a, a Mexican-American. So right. part of me does want the U.S. to do good. But only to a certain extent, because I want Mexico to do better. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not. It's not a one way each side for me. It's like I like. I'm a big fan of Gio Reyna. I'm a big uh, Musa fan. I'm a huge Sammy Vines fan. Uh, so like, there are players like I love Brandon Basket. There's just players on these squads that I like mm-hmm. that I like individually. So seeing them together and on the U under one banner is always really fun. Uh, it doesn't hurt me. I actually just cheer for them and I cheer for them to do good in the U.S. to lose sometimes, but that's about it. For sure. I mean, we got 40-something days to see if Sammy oh, makes go. the rosters and Horvath, so yeah. it's a big stretch. So let's uh, wait and see and remain calm, Rapids fans. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's jump into some Rapids here. It's Rapids time. That was a good little 10 minutes on, on our guys, the, the men's national team. But um, Your so guys. Tommy's- my guys, our guys. This pod is pro USMNT pod. Um, well, Two thirds of it is pro USMNT. Thirty-three <laughs> um, percent right. so of the state is Mexican. Tommy scoops um, our guy over at MLSsoccer.com, the insider, the woge of the MLS, if you will. Um, he puts out an article every time a team is eliminated from the playoffs, and. The Rapids actually came out later than I expected, if we're being totally honest. Um, he, it's three questions for the offseason for every team. Um, so I want to I want to hear your two and I'll offer mine as well. But your answers for these questions, because I think they're really good questions. They are a little broad, but, you know, I do think it's fair because it it really can help kind of narrow down the the narratives and the storyline for this offseason so question one from him was 20 was 2022 more about bad luck or regression uh yeah yeah how about you kick this one off was it bad luck this year was it regression what is your take i want to say it's a 2080 uh 80 bad luck 20 regression 
Sure. Uh, last year, what the Rapids did was everybody played at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Everybody was perfect, basically, to their capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe excluding Rubio. I thought Rubio wasn't, like, what he had to be. But sure. for the most part, everybody last year had performances that they usually don't have in their career. It was, like, a career high for them. Sure. It might not show on the stat sheet, but the way they played, that's what it felt. Um and I think that's 20% of it. I think there was regression a lot along the back line mostly. I think that was mm-hmm. the the biggest place of regression. We saw it with the center backs. They, yeah, they were hurt. You saw Lawless get hurt. You saw Wilson get hurt. Um, but I think 80% of it was bad luck too. I think mm-hmm. a lot of it more was bad luck. I think bad luck that uh, Brian Acosta didn't fit in like we expected him to. Bad luck that Max wasn't ready like they, uh, like they felt he was going to be able to be ready and take on that Cole Bassett role. Mm-hmm. I think it was also bad luck with injuries. We saw yeah. it all year long. Jack Price only played, like, I, in the article was saying, over 100, uh, 1,100 minutes, barely. Yeah, so like, means, not a lot. <laughs> so that, bad, like, injury, bad luck was horrible for them this year. So I think a lot of it was bad luck. And if you look at the scores, too, they there was just games where they had horrible luck that they could have won. So... It is what I, it is. I think next year they'll be better. That's fair. That's it's fair. like you want you want to blame regression, right? Like our guy B Ray in the comments right. is saying it's regression, but I think regression. There was only regression for me for only a couple positions, right? Like it really comes down to injuries and and oh, losing depth, losing your plan almost immediately, right? Like Galvan going out before the season started, Kata going out before the season started, Jack Price missing almost half the games of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilson, had, like you said, you already hit the injuries along the back line. Um, the biggest one for me uh, is, is the wings seem to regress, right? I think we got a lower yeah, outcome sure. than expected. I think, you know, if you replay the season, I've said this before. I think if you replay the season, we a hundred times. This is one of the probably five worst outcomes based on talent, based on who's on the roster, based on the coaching, based on how the schedule broke all the time for them. Um, and it just felt like no, like they just kept shooting themselves in the foot, and it was just like the it was like the worst possible outcome all the time. Um, but you know, you just didn't get your best from places you need it combine that with injuries to critical people and i don't know i believe in positive regression so i do think that some of these guys who had down years will have good years next year or at least average um we'll see i don't know brendan what do you, where you stand on that one you know i'm kind of torn because so much of this team was like because they shot themselves in the foot and they didn't have to and that's not necessarily regression as Sure. I had a pretty match, but of course injuries played a huge part. And missing Jack Price was obviously devastating because he missed essentially from June till September. He played like one forty-five minute half against Minnesota. And that's it. And obviously that takes a big toll. But a lot of it, I think, was just last year. Yes, they punched above their weight. This year it was like. At times, it looked like a steep regression from the defense, particularly because if you look at it, you know they who left because Austin Trusty left, Cole Bassett left, Sam Vines left at the tail at end of August last year. Yeah. You know, Badgie, bringing, Costa. yeah, it, 
Gustavo Vice has taken a while to adjust to new formation. Abubakar Keita got hurt. But even still, like some of the backline regression was like, oy vey. Um, yeah. Midfield, midfield, I blame that. I don't know. That that's that's kind of a tough part of the field right there. Wingers agree, yeah, yeah, down for sure. Barrios, you know, just didn't while he was dangerous at times, it, you know, he it, it didn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, and that obviously proved to be decisive. Johnny Lewis was, you know, hit or miss all year. Some mm-hmm. some games he would be absolutely on fire. Other times he'd be like, all right, you know, I think of like the Nashville game where they just really shut him down. Um, you know, just a few games where he looked not himself. So and forwards, you know, yeah, they were they were good, but they didn't have any support. So thirty percent, I don't know, sixty forty, sixty percent like regression, but not like some more steep than others, but not like awful. Forty percent just bad luck. I see. The thing is that I feel like the bad luck went into the regression. Yeah, that's, oh, that's okay. my thing. So there was so much bad luck that it felt like regression. That's the way I look at it. Because I saw Jonathan Lewis run down the wings and just miss wide open shots. And sometimes it wasn't regression. He just couldn't finish. And it had nothing to do, like, that's who he was last year. He just got a better shot last year. A better cross. That's why I feel like it's more of a, uh, a luck thing. Because it feels like a lot of that luck uh, was masked by regression. And that's kind of, and you can, there's obvious points that you look at regression. But if you go back and look at the games, you'll see that Rubio and Jonathan were effective. You'll see that they were doing what they had to do. They just couldn't get that final pass. Whether it's because the other team had the book on them, was it because Rubio just missed it or whiffed it, like sometimes it happened? Or was it Sardis wasn't making the right run at that moment? It just it felt like a lot of the time it was because of the bad luck made it seem that it like it was regression. Yeah, I think I, like I think that. that kind of hits the nail on the head where it's like bad outcomes breed you know few more you know it's like kind of it's like a snowball right where it's like you have a, you have a couple bad losses or, or draws that turn into a loss or wins that turn into a draw and then the next game you're in the wrong mindset and bad and it just kind of just piles on itself. Um, I just from the start. Right, you you lose your depth instantly. You lose Galvan instantly before you even set foot on the pitch. Once you have your Concacaf Champions game, game looks like for for a replacement for yeah. Justy once he leaves. Yes, yeah. you have to yeah, and Keda, and then you have to fly to freaking Guatemala to play a game, and then the return game where you gave up a goal right at the end. Right, so you're down one zero. You spoke. You can come home and easily win because you're such a good home team, and then all of a sudden it's zero degrees. <laughs> You know, it's like you're playing in the worst possible conditions. So, you know, to me, it's just that has to be it. Um, and also, I think that game was just kooky because they went down a man early in the game. And right. after that, it was just bunkered down in the cold, which is even harder to get by. And part of me just makes me think they were ready to be up a man and they didn't have a plan for the weather and to be up a man. So I'd like to pose a question. 
with the I, the guys who had bad luck and also just the regression. Thinking about next year, we know that the opening MLS game is going to be at El Trafico at the Rose Bowl in February. So we know it's going to be another long season, and we know it's going to be long because yeah. League's Cup isn't in. For the guys that regress, like how much do you think have to, I don't know, like just figure it out ahead of next year, considering it's going to be a really another grueling long year. Man, see, that's that so sense. tough because like some of the gu- the guys that probably played the worst two expectations are also some of the oldest on the roster, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, can you expect Mikey B to all of a sudden in like double his goal production or double his assist production? You probably can't, you can't bank on that, right? right. If he's even back. Um, you know, can you count on uh, Danny Wilson kind of gaining a half step back, like in the like faster, right? Can't like, no, you, re- I mean, probably not, right? Like these guys are on the other side of their career. Um, whereas the young guys, you're just, you know, you can't, you can't just like, it's not a linear thing, right? Like, you, you like, it's not like, okay, this 21 year old has this set of skills. That means at 22, he'll do this. And at 23, he'll do this. And, you know, so it's, it's impossible to go so, or to know that. So um, I don't know. I guess the answer is you just might have to use this mountain again, money you're sitting on and kind of just find some take, you know, throw less poker chips on the table, right? Like some safer yeah. bet kind of action. It's um, kind of, it's, it's starting to become that time in a lot of these uh, starting 11 careers where they're no longer going to be uh, starters, consistent starters, and they start being rotation pieces. And that's kind of what the Rapids need to look at this, uh, this offseason and see how do we turn Wilson into a rotation piece? How do we turn Barrios into a rotation piece? Instead of having them penciled in and not having another option because you didn't have another option. Yeah, and right. that's, that's what this offseason is going to be about. Okay, well, if we're talking roster for this offseason, and this is Tommy Scoop's second question. And it's the biggest one because I think it kind of frames where you spend your money the rest of the way, what positions you invest in after this domino piece falls, right? Do you re-sign Giassi's artist? And Plone, we can start with you on that one. You know, so I pulled out my article from when he first signed and there's a bunch of incentives that the total deal could reach up to 1.1 million in GAM, but he has to re-sign with the club for three years following this season. So okay. he's 30 right now. He scored nine, nine times this year for Colorado. Problem, he can't, I mean, say he gets one more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the likelihood that, you know, he becomes a double digit score and Colorado sends more gam to Columbus seems likely at this point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the deal goes up. So it is a big, ask and that's what 800,000 in gam right I mean mean, to be fair just to preface that a lot of gam Porksmith is sitting on he's like freaking Scrooge McDuck like he has a swimming pool of gam he can jump into like the Rapids are flush with gam like that is not gam is not an issue for the Rapids right now very true yeah they they have they have the ammo yeah so honestly you know I'm thinking about the guys across the league who have this late stage career consistency, like Rui Diaz for me in Seattle is a great example. He's up there, right? He's like mm-hmm. I don't know, 30, 
32 maybe 33 he's he's in his yeah, ancient he's like he's been, <laughs> he's been he's been rock solid for them for years and then it's like my oh, age okay. if you if you can if porg smith in the front office can build around anybody who can who can actually do like a have a great late career push it might just be Zardis. so yeah i think i the three years though it obviously his whatever he re-signs for like salary wise it'll be significantly less um but everybody on on the roster has said they've really liked him i mean just a pro's pro and so i from if you're looking at like just at the holistic picture, I think it would make sense to sign him. I think it would. I think they should. Um, just, you know, consistency. Yeah, like, obviously, you're, you're going to want, like, another interleague force to, to sign, you know, with Rubio and to add just more depth. But I don't know. I think he's just a really good guy to hang have around. And while some fans might not, you know, might be asking too much where he has to score every single game for them. Be... <laughs> no, trust me, it's 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 more than just you know, it's, it's more than uh, it's multiple yes. fans out there. Yes. Look, here's the here's what here's the thing. Like, so I think bottom line, I think they do resign. Him. The answer is yes, yes. You resign him as fast as he is willing to sign that contract. There is yeah. not a goal scorer in this league who is dying to jump to Colorado. I'm sorry. There's just not. You're going to have to pay insane money, way more money than you're going to have to pay Zardis to stay, than you will to go get some premier goal scorer who probably doesn't want to come to Colorado anyways. And assuming that they want to come to Colorado is such a stretch. I see all these ideas on Twitter. It's like it's not like throw out all the names you want. They probably don't want to play like maybe – but at least Columbus has an, a reputation on from the, internationally from the U.S. always playing games there, right? Like, there's like, it's just the fa- like if he says yes, you keep that Rubio's artist pairing together instantly. Like mm-hmm. you have that contract sitting there waiting for him, and if he signs it, great. If he doesn't want to, you move on to Plan B. But Plan probably Plan A, B, and C should be involved with Zardis State. Mm. See, like I've been flip flopping so much on this. Because I love Zardes, I love what he's come in and done for the Rapids. These last culture is huge. Culture is a big yeah. thing. It is, but it's also like you got to be aware of what you're paying for. If you're going to pay him as a starter, he might be going into those Danny Wilson, Lawless roles where he's better suited as rotation coming next season. What if he starts having that regression that all these other Rapids players have? You're right. Zardes has been great. He's done a great job, but you also got to be aware that he's getting up there in age. And this could have just look how long it took him to adjust. And we just don't know physically if he's going to be the same next year because of age. He's been playing for a long time. He played for the U.S. He played a lot of games. Yeah, and he does have a lot of miles. That's for sure. Exactly. So you just – there's just players that when they hit that a certain age, it just they hit a wall. They can't all be – they can't all be Kamara, Kai Kamara, where they're still scoring when they're 40 years old. You know what I mean? It's sure, a- but his his contract is tamable now, and I'm sure you could do it later. Like you can build that into this next contract where you're not locked in DP money at the top. 
It yeah. is, but it's also like that money could be spent somewhere else that could help now. Maybe. Well, okay, well, gotta be aware. Yeah. Because it is like I agree with you. It you can get things done faster by yourself, mm-hmm. proven by Rubio. But mm-hmm. you get further when you have help, proven sure. by Sardis and Rubio, that they were able to create more goal chances. But the thing is also you got to make sure that Sardis is the right guy going forward because you can't just think next year. You just can't think that you're after that. You got to be thinking a little bit ahead because what if Sardis does hit a wall? Sure. So, so and that's so, my that's my fear. Okay. So that. so throw throw hit throw B Ray's last comment up there. If you wouldn't mind, he's scoring one goal every 215 minutes. You can't count. You can't have your number nine doing that. Do you know how many assists he's gotten from our from the top three wingers on the team? That's Lewis Barrios and and uh, Sam Nicholson. Do you know how many assists they have? The top three wingers on the team. Do you know how many assists total they have? Oh wait, no, 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 just in just total. Two Sardis. No, no, no. Those three combined assists on the season. I want to say three. They're all probably Lewis. They have it's nine, but it's three players. Yeah, you, the three people who should be leading your team in assists have combined for nine assists total. It's terrible. So you like yes, Zardes has scored one goal every two hundred fifty minutes. Where everybody's going to be a double digit goal, goal scorer with essentially zero help getting him the ball. Right, he's a great set piece target, and guess who missed half the games? The best set piece taker in the MLS. Yeah. Again, I don't disagree, but it's all I just can't get this out of my head that there might be a wall coming for Sardis, which every sure. play and I think he I think the Rapids resigned him with the idea that he starts off after nine, they're starting nine, but you have a piece on the wings and he becomes a rotation player. And I so think maybe, that's what a lot of these players need to start becoming for the Rapids. Maybe, but there's rotation. also there's also a truckloads of money coming down the line with this Apple TV t- television deal as well, that's, broadcasting. That's so, like, huge, you yeah. know what? Like, if you sign a big contract now, there's only more money able to spend coming in. So and I think we just do it because here's the other thing, man. Rapids have to be realistic. They have to be realistic. Like, this is like the this is probably the best striker you can bring in. I don't think it's the best striker they can bring in, and I really do believe in that. I think okay, I think Kamara, it's the best contra- I think it's the most team friendly. I think it's the intersection of talent, production, and contract. I think it's the best situation you can have. I think it's the Realistic, most rapid movie you can make. I think it's the most rapid movie you can make that benefits what they want. Really true. So, guys, so the MLSPA they do this annual wage budget released every May and I don't know, September um, for, for guys who are, you know, for the entire league. Right. And so Colorado in 2022, at least as of May at that point, they spent three, an estimated $3.1 million on new players and the total spent on forwards outside of Zardes was at least for, I think, wage, I believe I described this as wage, was $1.7 million. So, so much of that money went to one player, which was like, whoa. Obviously, he ate most of the budget up by himself. So that's why if he does resign, it's going to have to be like a, a friendly contract. Yeah. Because, because it's just, that's just the way that the Rapids have always done it. I mean... You know, they've only ever even signed like four guys who were estimated to be like, you know, a million dollar a year kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. 
that, an, an expensive guy kind of way you think exactly so yeah. whatever happens if they do sign him yeah it's it's going to be you know a friendly contract that's probably favorable to all parties obviously so another yeah, huge I, thing another huge thing that coaching staff loves him locker room yes. oh my god front office loves him he is like a huge culture piece huge you can't put a dollar sign on that either like you can't that's such an intangible that there's no value on that and that's why i think it could be a huge thing why colorado ends up signing him again because he is such a just a guy that everybody in the locker room just naturally gravitates to yeah i think that's an intangible i think that's an intangible that could either be really good or it could be go down the wayside. Because yeah. if you're basing off your contract and basing off the player by who he is, yeah, but that's obviously he's a double digit goal scorer. You're basing it on that. Yeah. Okay. In a full season. And but who is also, is a, but who's also a good in locker room guy. Yes. But there's a thing, locker room guy first. Again, we're talking about Sardis as if he's a 27 year old that it's a no brainer. It's not, it's not a no brainer in my opinion because. I'm not thinking – I have no players in my mind when I think Sardis. And I like Sardis. But it could also become the issue that, oh, he's such a great locker room guy that we need to have him back without looking at how he fits in in the future. I want to see issue, him play a whole season with Price, man. So bad. I, I, I do too. That. Don't get me wrong. But my whole basis is I love Sardis and I hope he comes back. But I hope he comes back with the idea that you're going to get a lower paycheck and that your, your, your spot is also not a guarantee. Maybe. And I think maybe, are, you know, maybe St. Louis is like, hey, come join this team. We'll give you, double, you know, we'll pay you well over a million dollars. And so that's always a possibility, too. Is and if that know. happens, let it be. It is what it is. Yeah, but maybe I Charlotte think, or Cincinnati or like one yeah. of these young clubs tries to just throw a bunch of money at them. That's possible. Yeah, but that's the thing. You got to yeah. be aware of what you're getting, too. You can't overpay just because that's your only option, yeah, quote unquote. Set a level that you're yeah. prepared to offer and put that. Con- that's why I said have that contract ready to go. Hand and not just the contract, all his, although his role, you got to talk to him and be like, hey, yeah. man, there's also a chance we bring somebody else in and you're going to you're not going to get the full 30 games, the full 34 that you get every year. You might get 28. You might. And that's going to be in spot minutes. You might get 30 minute, 30 minute games here and there. You might have a full game one week and the next week you don't see the pitch at all. And that's, I, I, kinda, that's where you got to let him know that there's not a guaranteed starting spot. But you're going to be an active part of this team. And I have I'm not saying that's what she... trouble breaking up Zardis and Rubio when they've combined for 32 goal oh, contributions. I can, I'll break them up any day I of the week if crazy. you can get a better option. That's my thing. But if, but you're but like saying they can, obviously, there are. I'm not saying that Zardis is the best option. I'm saying it's the most realistic option. There's a million options. There's a million, it, like you could back up the truck for whoever you want, but it's not like, is it realistic? Are the Cronkies going to do it? That's my thing. It doesn't have to be a realistic, but you got to leave that door open. You can't close it with the Sardis contract or with the Sardis promise, rather, even if it's a, a, like a spoken, like you're going to get most of these games or number nine. You can't do that. that. You just can't close that door to other players. I think there's bigger problems on this roster than Zardis. There um, is. You can worry about it going forward, but why not if there's a double-digit striker who plays well off Rubio, who wants to be here, sign him and go get some center backs. Like, worry about, like worry about improving the parts of the roster that are not doing well. Not like, the parts like, of the roster that are not but, broken at all. 
the question was, do you resign Sardis? And I'm telling yes. you, you resign him, but with a caveat that you're not a sure, guaranteed. Sure, sure. That's my only caveat. You got to remember that you can't close your doors to anything else out there because you never know who wants to come. You never know what deals you can make. These deals happen sure. all the time. Look at Ricky Puig. He came to the MLS as a 20 year Los Angeles. Yes, but he still came to the MLS when he could have gone to a lower a lower tier Premier League, first division. He could have gone to, to a bank team. Yes, but Los Angeles <laughs> doesn't mean anything when you could have played a higher level football. It means something when it does, though. It market definitely matters for international it guys. It market matters matter. 100%. It doesn't matter when you're 22 years old. That's it my thing. Would you rather that's, be if you're a 22 year old from Spain? Do you want to be a millionaire in Los Angeles or Denver? Which one? If you, what's the yes, appeal to you as an international guy? I'm not talking. I'm not saying that. Oh my God, Ricky Puig. I'm saying that you never know what deal could come down the pipe, even sure. interleague. That's sure. what I'm saying. Like you, okay. I don't think sure. Los Angeles went into that transfer window thinking Ricky Puig is available. Sure. I think it just yeah. kind of found their laps, and they're like, Oh my God, we can do this. And sure. you just never know which which deal could fall in the rapids' lap. True. Sure. Um, That's my point. The way that MLS roster constructions happen, because you only have a certain amount of slots for international players and, you know, U22 signings, and there's so many buckets that you can fill spots in that the Rapids obviously have a lot of options, but they're always so selective about it. And you don't know exactly. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You don't know okay. what's going to happen next year. So. All right, let's get into this third question. But first, let's talk about the homies at Avaca TV. Uh, Avaca is the new goat in Colorado sports that is the greatest of all television. Avaca TV delivers amped up sports coverage for Colorado fans featuring Altitude Sports, AT&T Sportsnet, and the NFL Network. There's only like a week of Rockies left, guys. Get in on, get in on it while you can. You have uh, one more game of our guys over at Altitude calling the Rapids. So get in on it while, now while you can. Get the most regional content for the lowest price for sports in Colorado all in crystal clear HD while using less bandwidth and enjoy over 60 entertainment channels, including news, movies, and more. Turn your home into the ultimate game viewing zone. You can even stream your teams from your phone, laptop, or tablet when you're on the go. You can also add on a discounted Sling TV bundle to get ESPN and more. Avaka is only $25 a month plus a $5 receiver fee. Right now, Colorado sports fans get $10 off per month for your first three months. To score this deal, go to evaca.tv slash Colorado10. That's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash Colorado10. No contracts, no catches. Evaca is TV made for champions of the remote. Thank you, Evaca TV, for sponsoring our show. Okay, last question from Tommy Scoops. Who is the next big intraleague addition? Um... I guess I will kick it off. And I think I think the move that makes the most sense based on what the rap what, what the Rapids need right now, the biggest hole in the roster versus who is available is a guy that we just saw play right next to Sammy Vines. And that's Aaron Long. Oh, love that. He's gonna be a free agent. He's a free agent. We saw him almost win the game for them against the Rapids in the wildest MLS game of the season um, on those set pieces, he is exactly what is missing on this roster right now. Mm-hmm. In my in my opinion, that to me makes the most sense for an, an MLS player level move. Do you guys agree with that? Did he make your lists or who else do you have, Brendan? Um, I really like, let's see here. Shallow Eye is off the list. Um, oh, no, no, thank you. I do no. not want shallowy. No, thank you. 
No. Bedoya is off the list. Yeah, he just resigned. He's not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's That's, in Philly next year for sure. Honestly, one guy that I kind of see. Well, no, he's he's going to be thirty-two. Um, ooh, one guy might who might be really interesting is Alexander Kayens from New York City FC. He's he's thirty, mm-hmm. but he's made one hundred and fifty. Rapids love the thirty-year-olds, dude. Um, love them. Let's see here. But the thing is, he's coming from New York where, you know, obviously it's the city group, so they command, you know, he kind of expects a certain wage, and Colorado will have to match that. That's the same thing with Long, because Long is absolutely going to be the number one free agent that every single MLS team says, yes, we need him to make our team better. So the Rapids are going to be in big competition for, you know, whoever they go after. Or even, heck, I mean, they might even try and go after somebody who's who's not yet a free agent. Um, but I don't know. It would it would make sense that they'd go after somebody like a another central defender. I think mm-hmm. that would that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah I, sure. I like Alexander Cayens from New York City FC. So I like that. Get Taos Magna too while you're at it, please. Thanks. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who do you who do you, who's a target for you in the MLS to make it to Colorado? So defense is clearly uh, clearly a need, but I think an undercover need is midfield. Oh I yeah, think for sure. They need a lot of depth, like like a second partnership with Price, or I think somebody that can play the Price role, or either, even like. I love Acosta, but like injuries are just scary as well. Like, and Acosta I mean, is like not reliable. The, <laughs> the, the, game. the whole yellow card thing was deeply concerning. He's like almost leads the league in them. So I believe he does. Yeah. yeah. So the one there's two players and they're out of Houston, and I've mentioned it before. It would either be uh, Matias Vera uh, or Coco. They're one of them's going to be out of a job. Coco, yeah. One of them's going to be out of a job because. Hector's there. Herrera's Ache Ache. He's guy. right there. One, you bring them in, see what they got, man. I love how they both play. They're both speedy guys, but they're both technical guys. They both know uh, they know where to get the ball, when to get the ball. So if I'm looking at a need and I'm looking at squads around the MLS that there's going to be a player out of there, go look at uh, Coco or look at Vera. I think they're going to be two uh, players that you they're going to be gettable. I think Houston's going to want to get some of that money back, even if it's GAM. And I think that's going to be the easiest way to get one of those. So I would look at Coco and I would look at That is, you know, another GM who is just, I've heard just really good things, how he's willing to negotiate for like fair prices for Houston. So, and he um, had a great interview when he just sacked their coach, I thought was a really nice, like eye opening look into how he runs that, that franchise. Yeah, and again, I just look at them and they kind of look like players that would I think would fit perfectly with the Rapids. I mm-hmm. think they kind of fit that uh, mold that uh, Frazier likes. And they're younger. I think that's what the uh, Rapids need. They need an injection of youth, whether it be on defense or whether it be on offense or whatever. I think that starting 11 is getting stale and you need an injection of youth. You need somebody that's willing to run box to box and not just be Ruby all the time. And I think if I had my choice, it'd probably be Coco. Because he just runs the whole pitch. But I really it, like that. Oh. Yeah. 
So I, it'd be Coco, but if it's Vera, I'm also cool with it because I love Matias Vera. I think he's a great player. And I think at the end, they do have another midfielder in there called uh, Memo Rodriguez. And I know they're really high on that kid, Ooh, too. Yeah, yeah, Memo's yeah. sick. Yeah, and I, I know they're really high on that. So I think that one way to open up a spot for Memo is getting rid of Coco, getting rid of Vera. And I think the Rapids, if there is a, if there is a bidding war for I think should be in it. I think they should see what they want for it. And I think it'd be a great addition to that starting 11. Do you, you know who I'm going to say? Because we've said about 10 billion times on the podcast. But if we're talking midfield and we're talking... Have, no, if we're talking uh, too many, too many players, like there's just an excess of midfielders at LAFC. So we have a Ghanaian on the roster now. Mm-hmm. And we add another and get my guy, Latif Blessing. Get him Blessings would be in here now. That would be yesterday. Clutch. It would be so sick. He's perfect. Make it happen. Okay. There's I one other player I want, real quick. There's Ooh. one other player that I would love that I think is gettable, but it's going to come pricey. I know who you're going to say. Can I guess? Can I guess? Uh, go ahead. I think I know who you're going to say. Do I know who you're going to say? Is he uh, I don't know. Is it Maybe. Brenner? Is it your guy? No, not Brenner. Brenner's not gettable. Brenner at okay. this point, that would have been last. No, you had that. There. Yeah. You had that. Yeah, that, that, that should have been last transfer window. It's too sure. big to go okay. to Brenner at this point. Vasquez. No, not Vasquez either. I, Vasquez, no. these dudes are uh, I know, not longer gettable I know, in my opinion. I know, I know. Like, unfortunately, they're no longer. No, it's um, they're from San Jose. There's two of them. Ooh. And I think they're gettable. I think, uh, it's Kate Callout or uh, or it's Ido Beasley. I think those two are the Ooh. two that are going to be gettable that are higher names. I, I think love San Jose. Bobasi, dude. I think the uh, uh, or uh, Kaden are going to be gettable players. Uh, Kate Callout, sorry, Callout or uh, yeah. are going to be gettable players. Sooner than later. With, uh, Cole, yeah, I believe Cole will leave, but like, like I, 19. Yeah, and but all you need is you already have Ralph Friedman, who's a yeah. future Canadian men's national team, probably the, yeah. possible breakout star yeah. for the, the next cup. The biggest thing I think with this team, the issue with uh San Jose, I think. They're getting frustrated with Cowell because they've had him. He's been playing since what? He was 16, 15? Yeah. <laughs> three, four years. And I think they expected him to already be what they wanted him to be. And they, I think he's a, there. I don't think so. I don't think it's what he's they expected to. Yeah, I think he's there for everybody else. But I think since San Jose has had him for so long and they wanted him to be the guy for so long because they promoted mm-hmm. him at 16 years old, I mm-hmm. think they wanted him to be a 17 year old phenom. Oh, wow. I, Ooh, that's he, a really good call, has, B-Ray. Pull up. He, okay, he only has uh, two goals, three assists. Yeah, yeah. At least that's what I'm seeing. For, yeah, dude. I just don't think it's what they want. Like he could. Yes. Yeah. I, and and I maybe just it think, takes a change of scenery. Exactly. And I think I just think there's a certain frustration that goes within your own guys when they don't produce and they're not at the level that you expect them to be at a certain age. <laughs> so and like I think that whole at a crossroads. So, B-Ray, so, I saw that. Question. Yeah. So if, yeah. if Fortuna doesn't give him a certain allotment of minutes by November, January, December, no, Jan, like December, January. Yeah. Okay. So it is. January. So it's when the international window opens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
they can they just recall him. Has, has the right to recall him on loan. And hmm. how do you feel about that? Is, not good. I, think, I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's the move, man. That it was the, uh, the previous head coach was big on, on Bassett, wanted him to be a big key, key piece of that midfield. And then yeah. he got sacked like three games into the season. And now this, this other guy is kind of like, Something well, I don't know what to do with him. Like with, cause he didn't play the last game at all. And I think he got like a cameo appearance the game before. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where he has to just regain trust with the manager really fast. If he wants mm-hmm. to stay overseas and you know, He's what twenty one, right? Twenty two, I want to say. Okay, so you know he's he's still really young, and if he comes back to the Rapids next year, twenty one, you're right. Sorry. You know, if it would not be the worst thing, and I don't think it would be considered a failure at all on his part, it would just be like a weird circumstance. Fortunate events. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but. I certainly could see it happening, honestly. If if he doesn't play, and if if the Rapids realized, okay, like we're kind of like need that key piece, I could totally see Cole Bassett being in the starting eleven next year. Kind of playing that Mac role, that yeah. right, and maybe Acosta's still here. Mm-hmm. Or um, I mean, Rubio I... would be up above. I mean, if you roll out Rubio, Bassett, Price. Possibly Zardis. Keep the two wings with Zardis in front. I don't hate it. I just think there's better up. But I mean, it's, it's nice to have that in your pocket if yeah. nothing goes through, but I don't think that should be plan A. Well, let's let's think about this lineup, just midfield and forwards. Price, Coco, Bassett, then you got Rubio up front, you got Max on the left, and you got Jonathan Lewis on the right. The amount yeah, of the amount of Things that would happen for all of that to fall into place. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It is very crazy. Stream, but there's also, but it, there's also a path. Is it covered in trees? Yes. Yes. But there's also a path. There's also a path that you can kind of see. That you can kind. I would. I wouldn't like to see Bowser back in here. Uh, and it's not because I don't like him. He's one of my favorite players. It's just. I'd like to see him succeed in Europe. I'd like for him as personally as a player. It has nothing to do with what I would do to the Rapids. As a Rapids fan, I would love it. But as a trying to cheer for the Colorado kids to do good in Europe, it wouldn't feel good. It wouldn't feel good to have him back. And again, it's not his fault. It wouldn't be. It's not his fault. He's not Santi Jimenez, you know? It's not his fault that the coach doesn't love you. Like, it's just not like him. Like, like there's how many, like, it really, like, it happens all the time in every league that this player thinks he's getting this great opportunity. And then the whole front office or the whole coaching staff changes and your plan is gone. Like, you're no longer who you thought you were. It's tough. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's look ahead to this weekend. We're going to have a lot of off-season talk. Brendan will definitely be joining us throughout the off-season to break down news and rumors and react to stuff throughout the league so we can definitely dig into that more but that kind of helps us kind of look forward and set the tone there um we got the home finale this weekend boys we get the last home game um i have not been to a last home game that wasn't a playoff game in uh, ever this will be my first time doing that um tickets are dirt cheap so use game time get your tickets use the link 
in the show notes right down there. It helps us out. It helps us out a ton. Keep us employed. Keep me and Yaya employed. Use the game time link right there. Um, Keep the DNVR Rapids going. <laughs> yes. Um, if you're going to go. Um, obviously, you're going to have the tailgate. Should be fun. Should see all the usual cast of characters if it's the last one. Minus a certain Denver Post reporter. Yeah. I, I, I Fellas, I got, a, I got a wedding down in Durango. So yeah. it's my old sports editor. And... Him and I are still great friends, so of course I'm not going to miss that. No. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I thought, I thought when it was first announced, like way back in, like I don't know, when the Abs were still in the Stanley Cup playoff, it was like, yeah, we we thought like, yeah, the Rapids are away, that's fine. And then I looked, I'm like, oh, crap, that's the home finale. Yep. Uh, yep. You yeah, yeah, that's tough. I'm still writing a preview and. You know, we'll have a we'll have another we'll have two stories hopefully for the weekend. So um, you know, we're also not gonna Matt Pollard. Yeah, my whole crew, my whole press row crew is gonna be gone. Just me, me and Keith hanging out, and Brian drinking Jennings. BCs. Brian Jennings sits by himself up top. That's true. I'm gonna make him come down and sit with us. Don't um, let him be. Let him be. Let him watch the game. That's true. Don't bother Good him, Mitch. I am obnoxious on press row. So um, <laughs> the game itself, the game itself, Robin Fraser said specifically that until they were eliminated, they were going to, they weren't switching the mode to play the young guys, you know, play the guys you need to know whether you're going to keep around. They were going to put the forward, the best 11 they thought would win. But then LA did them the favor of eliminating them on Saturday by beating San Jose so I guess Brennan, you there you were there today. You talked to coach. Yep. Yep. And he is honestly, at that time. Uh, I'm gonna see Max, Gus, Yappy. Uh uh who I else think, do you have I to get to will, Mikey, I, don't think uh, I think some players will get the start. Um, but I don't think you're gonna see entire play of the kids roster because there's still a lot to play for. As crazy as it sounds for like there's a Rubio's goal record, yeah. Well, and like honestly, kind of you know, if the if the players are low-key being selfish, there's you know, incent incent incentives to play for if they that's true minutes. Right, and they deserve to play for that. Yeah, they deserve to play for that. Those incentives, um, honestly. So so I so I, I asked Robin, I'm like, you know, what's the energy today heading into the weekend? He's like these last two games are a character test and guys have to be up for it to show that they want to be here and really be out here to prove that we're better than where we've ended up. So with that kind of quote in within the context of this weekend, like I think we will see appearances by, by the youngsters for sure. And, you know, a whole host of Rapids 2 guys were training with them this week, but obviously none of them are eligible because it would have to require a um, a different contract for them. Like, to... are we going to get a Mayaka signing? Maybe. No, he has had zero minutes this year. No. Well, is is he? No, just kidding. I think Mayaka's on... available to. Yeah, Mayaka's been on the end of the bench most games. Right, right. He could. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see Markanic, Ralph. Um, oh, you know, please, please play Ralph. Please I don't. Play. I don't. Right. Like just like the, the exciting kids. Um, give Drew thirty minutes, man. 
give Drew 30 minutes, put him in at the 60 minute, let him come out, get the, you know, get the applause as he comes onto the field. Um, cause it could it's be the so last sad. time. I yeah. can't, I, it's sad. No, it's just sad, man, because I, 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 keep, thinking of, yeah, yeah. I keep thinking about yeah, yeah. He still has the contract, uh, option. So we, and honestly, from like, I've asked and it, it's been like really like on, it's been a last minute decision. If, he'll retire or not and like it's who knows so um but yeah it would be great to see drew and yeah. just colin warner and i don't know the the good vets that have it's helped the aurora boy pride of aurora colorado Dude, it just, but it's just Getting but it's still out sad. there it's still sad man because i keep thinking about yaya torre yaya <sighs> was finally getting in his rhythm Yaya was starting to take that role from Nicholson. Why are we doing he was sad that sad ending to the show, man. dude? Yaya was coming in and just like take – he was about to take that spot from Nicholson. I am 90% sure that Nicholson was about to be on the other side. And seeing him like not play anymore is just like so disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Just dropped the vibe off a cliff while he kind of no, styled, dude. Jesus. I was thinking about like who do you play? Who are the kids? You can't play Ali LaRoff. Well, Yaka could play, but I don't think he is. I mean, Ollie's back. Who cares? Play him. Play him. Play the 5-2 magician. Play him. Well, Michael Michael Edwards and Seba Anderson are on loan with the switchbacks. Exactly. Homegrown players. It's Ralph. It's Max. It's Gus. That's it. Yappy. Marcanic. Yappy. My Yaka. But you don't get the real potential guys except for maybe Ralph and Yappy. Yeah, you don't get. I want to see Ruby go action. for it. Beal's yeah. calling the Hattie. Let's see it. We've only had what one hat trick this year. Was Zardis's hat trick at home? Um, yeah. Why not? Why not get the goal record in front of C thirty eight? That piece would be going nuts, man. I'm all for it. Do you guys have? Uh, you guys want to do? Uh, we'll wrap it up just really quick. Um, oh yeah, you're right. Gus is definitely playing because I forgot Lawless is out. Um, yeah, Lawless has. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yellow accumulation, right? Yeah. yeah that's, um. Right. Let's do prediction. Score predictions. Goal score predictions. Brennan Plone, you're on the hot seat. Go. Uh. Every time I've been a, I've done score predictions for no matter what podcast I've been on, I've gotten it wrong. So, I think Dallas is going to win one nothing and hope. And, Jesus Christ! And hope win one nothing. Never With coming back goals. on the show. Uh. Well, secretly scores two goals. You know. I know because every time I've been I've made a prediction, I'm like oh for four this year. I'm like, and it's gone horribly south. <laughs> All right, well then, in that case, good prediction. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm gonna guess three two Dallas. I think Ferreira gets is Ferreira playing or is he not? Because I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see why I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I think Ferreira yeah. gets two. I think Ferreira gets two, and I Ferreira think, needs goals too if he wants yeah. to, to lock down. So that I think he's coming in motivated after like seeing the U.S. play. I after think blowing gets, another wide open chance for yeah. the third straight men's national game he started, yeah, it's the U.S. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I think Rubio gets a brace, and I think Ferreira gets a brace, but I think Dallas gets another goal. I don't know. Brace probably. ties the record. Brace yeah. ties him with Cole Bassett for the not Cole Bassett. Uh, <laughs> Connor Casey, sorry, yeah, sorry, Connor sorry, Casey. Sorry. Wrong k- 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 sound. Um, I think the Rapids just score some goals, man. I think there's no pressure. Nope. I think there's no. I think there is. They have literally at this point, they are only playing for pride. Um, there is no pressure. 
to not make mistakes because that's when you make mistakes. Just go out, kick the ball around, get Rubio some goals, get Zardes his 10th, mm-hmm. and win it 4-1. Oh, feeling dangerous. High-flying. I like that, actually. Give a little Yafolina in him, a Merchelina. I'm turning it up, baby. All right, Brendan Plown, plug your stuff, dude. Where can people find you, read you, all that? Uh, at Brendan Plown, if you and, – and then on the Denver Post website, if you just search under sports and under the Rapids, um, all my stuff is there. Uh, I've got a big couple stories, big few stories coming out. You want to tease it? Next couple weeks. Um, one is actually going to be U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, and another Thank actually on, on Robin Fraser's daughter, Nikki, um, doing a feature oh, yeah. on her. Great story. Team. So in addition to just not just the Rapids, there's all statewide soccer. So yes, it is. You follow at Brendan Plowin on Twitter. So do it. Make yeah. sure you're following Brendan. Absolutely read his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Plug away. Uh, as always, give us a five-star review wherever you listen. Apple, Stitcher, no matter what. Uh, give a like to the YouTube. It really helps us out. These all uh, interact on uh, Twitter with Mitch, me, and Brendan. We have a lot of fun. Most importantly, follow DNVR underscore Rapids. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We're more than happy to accommodate as much as we can. And maybe we can tease it a little bit. Look out on the Rapids Twitter. There might be big news coming for next week. We don't know yet. Monday, look for an announcement. Just keep your eyes out for that. Yeah, we'll tease it and we'll leave it there. All right, drop them in the chat. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, get your merch, get your scarf, um, get your t-shirts, get, uh, your DNVR sports subscription. Um, yeah, whatever um, you guys subscribe to, whether it's the post DNVR, you know, thanks for supporting us all out. Yeah. Yeah. It helps everybody. Uh, follow me. My Twitter handle's right there. Um, let's see. We have the prem is back, at least for my team who had to take two weeks off because of the Stupid queen. It's pretty late in the podcast. No one's going to hear that. Um. Stupid queen. (laughs) We're not talking about the bad. We're talking about the leader. Talking about you, Elizabeth. Little old Lizzie. Oh, boy. Um, A month ago, before the the offseason. United is going to go three weeks without playing a game, and then they get to go to City. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to have a miserable time watching soccer this weekend. Um, But whatever, I'm still going to do it. Uh, All right. All that said, the most important thing, and it's, it's the most important thing, as always, baby, up the pits.